1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash loss. That's plushcare.com slash loss.
0: Well, yeah, we're, we're in. You know what I'm doing. Do I just? Yeah, just, yeah, You're that's good. it. You're good. Cool. If you haven't recognised the voice already, already. How come you take your shoes off? Because... You get serious. Nah, do you know what? I think when it's time to have a conversation, yeah? Maybe it's because I've been here for a little but while should as Should I well. take mine off? Why not? If you want to, it's up to you. It. But I just feel like I it's get cold feet, though. No, I'm not. no, don't do it. If you don't want to do
1: it, you don't. I'm cold, I've you just, i just coming from the cold, so yeah, I, exactly. I will, will off a little
0: bit. Well, it's time. Like, see, when I want to get into like just have a conversation and just feel at home, yeah, I feel like I just take my shoes off and then I feel like I'm in the moment. Amazing. Because like being present is important to me, and there's been times when I just haven't been present. So I'm like, you know what? Let me just take my shoes off. Are you? Do you
1: still live close to here then? yeah yeah so yeah. i'm like i literally live down the road amazing how are you yeah good good i kind of it's been a weird week because i got COVID just before the album came out so i haven't Crazy. really felt like the album's out yeah. and then i got out like two days ago and then they presented me my number one award today and i'm like oh fuck, <laughs> it's, it is out yeah i kind of i haven't really like clocked it you know
0: well yeah because we were supposed to do this before yeah and then obviously you got COVID in that and i was like it's so mad how these things like Co- I got COVID just before I had to go and fly away and do a doc, yeah? Mm-hmm. And it's like, loads of people I know that caught it, caught it when there was
1: something that was going on in their life at some, some yeah. point. Do you get what I'm saying? I got bad. it just before, well, I didn't, my wife got it just before the Euro final. And I bought Euro final tickets back in like 2019. Because I was like, whatever happens, I'm going, I'm, whoever's playing in yeah. it. And so I, I was I'm just waiting and waiting and waiting. And then like the day before she tested and uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did it, what, what did you get? Like, What was your symptoms? Well, I had flu beforehand. So I was basically, my daughter had caught flu from uh, play school. Yeah. So I was really ill with flu and then super run down because I was sort of getting up at three o'clock in the morning to go to Finland and then fucking France and yeah, all yeah. this stuff. So I was really run down anyway. And then I I tested one day and, and, and had it. So I think like I had flu symptoms, but then also COVID. So, I so you got it light then? No, I got it pretty heavy. Oh, you did? I yeah. got it. Yeah. I was, I, I'm not heavy. I wasn't like hospitalized, but I definitely had all the like, yeah trouble breathing yeah, like yeah, yeah. pains in my legs and all that sort of stuff pains
0: in the legs yeah, what, remember yeah. i was saying you have? that yeah yeah, yeah that's I exactly said, what yeah. i had yeah you know like people saying to me oh do you know what it's all right it's just a little flu i'm like yeah anyone that just got the little flu i'm like well done for you because yeah. i mine wasn't
1: no little flu i have people i know that d- had no symptoms at all yeah. yeah yeah i know
0: and i saw the thing is i saw you like I don't know. You, you did recorded a video for something or the other. I think you was like you. Uh, maybe, maybe you was talking about COVID or whatever. And I was like, right, you look all right. I mean, obviously, I know <laughs> COVID don't work like that. But I'm like, oh, you look all right. See, when I got it,
1: bro, I was yeah.
0: done for.
1: Yeah, I definitely regret not cancelling shit. Because I was definitely, I did some like Italian TV show, yeah. like at the peak of me feeling like shit, and I remember just being on camera, being like, oh, I, can't, I can't, I can't do this, I can't do this, yeah. <laughs> and then it ended. I was meant to do an interview afterwards, and I was like, Can we just do that tomorrow? I need to, I need. Did to. Did you get the f-
0: the fatigue thing as well?
1: Like, yeah, but but the thing is, my daughter got it, but my wife was away when we were so I was then with her yeah. for the the ten days, and there's not like. You can't say to your daughter, can we just chill? She's like 14 months. Can we right. just like lie on the sofa and chill for a bit? Maybe so it was like, right. it was, I I kind of like was constantly moving the whole time.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about that actually. You're a whole family man.
1: Yeah. Like a whole family. you got fam- kids. I don't have kids yet. All my
0: friends have got kids. All my close friends and I have got kids yet. Yeah. And it's, it's so, it's very interesting to see how it changes them almost immediately. You know, like... Some will say, you know what? I didn't even feel... I didn't even feel like I could feel love like this. Yeah.
1: Do you understand what I'm saying? Or... Well, because it starts off... Because ev- everyone told me that. And then it starts off and you go, well, where is it? Because you're super protective. But you think that it's going to be like a light switch. Yeah. Like, oh, and now I feel this. But it just sort of creeps in. And then suddenly it's this intense, lifelong love for yeah. something. It's It's cool. It's cool. But it's definitely not like I expected in the hospital to be handed Lyra and be like and now but but it was because it was such a like full on birth by the time she came out I was more worried about Cherry than I was about yes yeah 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 yeah. one of my best mates
0: actually said to me I think when his um missus had his son I spoke to him on the phone and the first thing he said was you know what I feel like I need to just go central London and buy her something Mm -hmm. I don't know what I just he was like the respect
1: that I have even just of witnessing that. It changed my view on gifts as well for for new new mums. My best mate, Emma, had a kid like three years ago. Mm. And I remember sending a cuddly toy for the baby. And then when Lyra was born, I was like, fuck sending presents for the kids, we are sending lasagnas for the freezer, we're sending right. yeah, bath yeah, yeah, salts, yeah, yeah, we're sending yeah, yeah, yeah. candles, we're yeah, sending yeah, yeah. Th- stuff that makes the mum's life mm-hmm. easier and, and, and nicer. Because it is always nice to get like a present for the child, but really the person that needs the most love after birth is... 100%. Yeah. People, this is the thing, yeah? Even when I go to
0: like, see like, the ch- like a child's, like a baby's birth, like the first birthday, then everyone just buys hella toys, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay, cool. When we actually really think about this, yeah? I feel like there's two things that at play at this. One is our actual own ego. So it's like... Because oh, you like, want to feel like you You want to feel like, oh, you know. But also, secondly, it's like, OK, are we really thinking about what the child needs here and yeah. what the parents actually need? Because really, a one-year-old child or a two-year-old, maybe even a three-year-old, it's nice to get some little toys and that. But there's probably so much other things
1: that you can get. Maybe that is going to be more useful for the parents, if anything. Frozen meals frozen meals so it's basically the thing the thing that i found most because you're sort of in it and i'm taking care of both baby and 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 wife because it's you know she can't walk for six weeks or whatever um and my mate who is a chef just literally dropped off a stack of frozen lasagnas and that was just for like two three weeks i was just like right lunch put it in the oven and then dinner put it in the microwave and that's that, it, that if i'm recommending anyone to get presents for new parents do it's that frozen, frozen meals do that do you know i'm gonna be honest with you i feel like there's a lot
0: of parents out there that take the presents and then end up giving the present to someone else when they go to another birthday <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what we've got a bear presence in the loft here. Yeah? we're going to this person's but birth- we might as well just draw for the loft Wow. Go and find out what's in there and go and recycle the have present. Have you ever cup. been
1: at a party where someone's given a gift that you've given them to? Yeah, <laughs> them. yeah. <laughs> I've actually Wait, seen it. I can't even lie. Uh, I've
0: seen that still. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no one would know. I can't okay, even do all of okay, that okay. because I don't want to. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's mad. <laughs> but, but a conversation I do like to have a little bit with some people as well is, you know, like, you turned 30 this year and, like, I don't know what it was like for you, but I feel like as young men, when you start getting closer to that age, you start almost reflecting on things from a, in a different type of way. Because it's like, right, you know, as an 18 year old, 30 seems far. Yeah. And then it just comes so And you're quick. also
1: meant to have everything figured out. By right. Out. Yeah.
0: How was it like, how,
1: like coming closer to that stage for you, where were you at that's what the album's about I had a proper quarter life crisis with it because I mean I know a lot of people would look at my career and be like oh because he because it's been successful everything's figured out but my personal life was a fucking shambles like uh, I had my career was always flying but you never have time to actually build your personal life because you're always always away so it was getting home after tour COVID hitting as well and being like fuck who actually am I if Mm. I'm not if I'm not on stage with an acoustic guitar who am I? Like, what, what is... what? How do I fit in, in the world? And that uh, it, w- it was turning 30, getting married, having a kid, and then losing a really close friend of mine. And all of those happened within a short period of time. Mm. And, yeah, I guess I had a, a quarter-life crisis with it. But I, I, all my friends, it's happening to you as well, all of my friends are quitting their jobs and actually starting jobs that they want to do. You know, you spend... Yeah, yeah. The, the album's called Equals because it's the end of a question and the start of an answer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, in between. And your 20s is just... What sort of music do I like? What sort of food do I like? What kind of, like, relationship do I want to be in? What kind of person am I attracted to? What yeah. sort of movie? And then when you're 30, I think, and even more so when you're 40, I've heard, you stop really giving a fuck, and you go, These, this is what I'm interested in, and the social pressures sort of disappear. You start getting invited to things and going, yeah. I don't really want to go
0: to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, do, <laughs> do, I, do I value that the same? Yeah. Do I care about it, like... Bro, you know what? See, for me, yeah, my 20s, like, were so sick. And, like, there was a part in life where it was a a bit unproductive. There wasn't really much going on, really. But it was really good. And, like, you know, I was figuring myself out, doing certain things or whatever. And I think when I got to, like, I think when I got to 28, that's where, like, I started to have this thing of, like, I'm actually going to be 30 soon. Is that when you set up the podcast? Yeah, literally. Like, literally around there. And, like, yeah literally around then but even then the podcast was like at a very small stage then I didn't even know what I wanted to do and like I was in a I found myself in a real like it was just a real mind fuck and it had a lot to do with what you said bro just like having you're supposed to have
1: everything figured out you're supposed to know what you want to do um, but I don't think you are really I think there's like because I, I had a conversation with uh, one, of my, one of my best mates the other day who was talking about another one of our best friends being like, oh, my God, like, he's just got his first house and he's flying in this job and he's doing this. And I was kind of like, but he thinks the same about you mm. or that us. Like, ev- everyone's sort of like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, yeah. you, and having, so yeah, having something figured out doesn't mean you have everything figured out. Right, exactly. Out, you know? um, and, yeah, and, mate, my, like, my dad's 63. And I I know that there's still some stuff that he's figuring out. You you never get to a point in life where you're just done. You know, yeah, there's, exactly. al- there's, al- there's, al- there's always something new. There's always something different. You know, uh, like my my mum had me and my brother. And I guess she'd figured out that life kind of goes like this. But then we fucked off and left home. And then suddenly she's like, okay, well, what's my life now that mm. my kids aren't at home? And and yeah, I mean, all through life, there's going to be chops and changes. And I I say to my friends all the time, and they kind of have a reply of like well it's alright f- for you obviously because they just assume that money and success equals Facts. figuring shit 100%. out, and I'm t- it would definitely helps there's mm. definitely parts of my life that are less stressful than, than others but I'm still just as fucking lost as everyone else and unsure what yeah, yeah. is going on you know? I
0: think you've, you what happens is you get to a certain stage when you
1: actually realise it's actually it's okay yeah it's alright but I think that's 30 I think you reach 30 and you go Oh, fuck everyone is actually in the same boat cuz in your 20s it's kind of this like rat race where you're you're going and you sort of see your friends doing this and that kind of spurs you on but when you're 30 it's the same same thing where you're just comfortable with just existing hanging out doing what you want to do not having to go to this party not having to go on that holiday not having to to i don't know keep up with people you just yeah, yeah. you are and i think 40s even more so that Well, oh, boy you just give less and less fucks
0: yeah yeah <laughs> for real have you ever had a moment though where you've like have you ever had a reckless point in your career? Yes. Like personally? Yes. And like, have you been. Okay, I have to ask you this. I know, yeah, that obviously now, family man, all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But did you. Because there's a lot of stuff about love yeah. that you write about and whatnot, yeah? I feel like Ed Sheeran is synonymous to love in some way, shape, so or form. thank you. That's it. That's a Some way, one, shape, or form. You. Have you had a moment where you've
1: been outside, outside, though? Well, like. <laughs>
0: outside.
1: <laughs> uh. Yeah, I mean, I lived in America for like a year and um, toured with, you know, I toured with Snow Patrol, Taylor Swift on my own. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was in America. I'd say that was like my reckless period in terms of everything, in terms of partying, in terms of dating, in terms of like, it was just, I was 22 and, tw- you know, 22. I was, yeah. tw- I, was, I was 22, but it's definitely, it definitely calmed down. I, f- I started dating Cherry when I was 24. Right. Um, she's and, from your school, right? Yeah, she's from my high school. She's in my group of friends. And she basically moved to America to um, uh, go to university. And then she started working on Wall Street. And then when I was in, I was playing New York on in my reckless phase. yeah. And I had... Outside. <laughs> outside. outside. Um, <laughs> and I had my uh, best friend, Lauren. L- like, tour for me from, on the Multiply tour, that was when it was really reckless. Because I didn't have security and wow. no I, it was only me touring so all of my touring crew were like 50 and not wanting to go out to clubs so I'd finish a show and just head out mm. on my own and that's like crazy very reckless though <laughs> like in you, I could have I got robbed kidnapped yeah, yeah, yeah. F- fucking anything and uh, and yeah so on the end of that tour I brought my best friend Laura not on tour with me because I was just like because she's such a stable individual that I was like if if I'm hanging out with you we're going to have like not it's not going to be too yeah it's not going to be mad mad yeah and she said oh Cherry Seaborn lives in New York should we invite her to the show and I was like fuck yeah I haven't seen Cherry the last time I'd seen Cherry before that we, we um, hooked up so I, I hadn't okay. seen her since, since that point right um, yeah and then that was that was kind of the end yeah
0: oh man okay so what's your relationship like with Heartbreak though like have you had a have you ever had a moment where like you actually really felt that yeah to yeah.
1: Real, real, yeah, yeah real 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 hard. couldn't yeah. get up out of bed, couldn't play the guitar couldn't eat couldn't yeah. eat you know couldn't couldn't eat yeah uh yeah totally totally, um, and I'm sure I've been that for someone else as well, i think that is oh, really? the j- ge- i think that's the the that's that's growing up that's figuring out stuff i think like for every, for every time your heart's been broken, you've probably broken someone else's heart, and you just don't realize it. You know, you just don't realize it, because it's just, that's just the... I was saying, I, was, I was haven't talk to Cherry about this the other day, because the amount that we texted at the beginning of our relationship, or spent with each other, you know, because we just went from zero to 100 really quickly, and if you're in a relationship, and it's not equal on that level, if, if you don't like each other the same amount, just texting that much, or seeing someone that much, you're suddenly creepy. Because oh, yeah, because you're being too. But if you're both as keen as each other, right. it's love. Mm. But yes. it, oh, like or 70, like 70, or yeah, like seventy thirty or sixty forty, it's you're kind of overstepping boundaries. 100%. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. it's a, it's such a fine balance of yeah. And do you know what?
0: I think that is probably one of the reasons why. Like, I've always be I never I've never ever wanted to ever feel like I've made a woman feel uncomfortable. Yeah. So if I'm if we're getting into this kind of stage of we're just texting and we're just vibes in or whatever yeah and in my mind i'm thinking it's something if i notice that maybe it isn't that i take a step all the way back. yeah yeah yeah. Now, and that could be Which to my is, detriment no right? i
1: don't know but i think that's i think that's the right thing to do i think that's the right you read you read the room you read yeah. the room but then when the the room is so full on and you can be full on back that's when like that's when i was like oh i'm probably meant to be with cherry for forever because we are just yeah, as obsessed with each other as the other person yeah, yeah and it worked out it worked out nice yeah.
0: honourable shout out to Cherry though yeah,
1: I man, she's, she's great, she's, uh, great. When she's, when in I, New, she's in New York at the moment is it
0: yeah? yeah I went back I started thinking to myself I wonder if there's a girl from my school that I would have been able to connect back with later on down the line and there was You'd one girl
1: you so, so surprised how many people do that I've, there's so many people at my school that are getting married now that is just it? later on down the line re- reconnected hey, there was a girl in my school oh, my what was her name Donna Donna, oh, if you're listening... Name. I remember... T- listen... Have you got have you got a girlfriend now? No, no, no. no. So, Donna, if Donna's listening... No, 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 no. Don't do that. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. No, we ain't gonna do
0: that. But at that time... <laughs> oh, my God. I liked Donna so much, yeah? Like, Donna had braces. And I had a thing for girls with braces because of Donna. I was so on that. And I always remember, like... What, what school did you go to, around here? I went to a school called Woolford, which is in Norfolk, yeah? And I always remember just like leaving school, must've been like, I must've been at the school for like three months or something. And you know, like the year 11 girls always seem like they're super adults, right? One of the year 11 girls that was with her um, has come up to me and she's like, oh, do you know Donna? Cause like Donna was in my year, right? Then I'm like, yeah. Then she goes to me, do you fancy? I'm like, no. And then they all started laughing, and Donna looked at me, yeah? and then they just walked off. And I went back to my grands, and I thought, why did I do that? And I could for like the whole of school, I could, I could not look this girl in her face. But for
1: the whole of from seven, there, from it, year seven to eleven, I fancied the panty line. Is that there girl. any situation where a schoolboy goes, yeah, I do, and puts themselves out there that much? No, I don't. No, I no, think, oh, yeah, exactly. I think that's way too vulnerable to put yourself in a right. position. I would do it now as a grown man. Oh, of mom, course, no. yeah, of course. But what, as do I like her? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I do. She looks scrumptious. And that confidence would have got you the date. Yeah, exactly. I know. Oh, That's the
0: harsh. Truth. In year yeah. seven, though. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> mate, yeah, mate. But, but that that happens. I for, for the whole of my life and career because I, I I had a stutter when I was a kid. I had ginger yeah. hair, really big glasses, and was just a bit. I was just a bit geeky. So girls were never ever interested so when i've now i guess like had success had my eyes lasered lost a bit of weight that must have been uh, mad for you still no but trying to work out who because because sometimes there's been so many occasions where like i bumped into this girl uh maybe like it was when it was when i was was with with cherry i remember that and she was just like oh, i remember that night that we hung out i always expected you to ask me out and you never did and i was like Man, I was totally reading that situation. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just sort of like, oh, is this is really like pretty girl sitting next to me, and like, yeah, this is like a nice hang, but yeah. obviously she won't be. in. So I think, yeah, confidence is key in it. Yeah, hundred.
0: Um, one thing I really wanted to talk to you about, yeah, is, you know, you was mentioning before, like, all of the success that you've had and all of the things that you've experienced, and that you get to a certain point, and you, and even more so, people would probably expect that you would have everything figured out, yeah? But like, you have experienced some extreme highs f- from a musical aspect, yeah? What, are the, what do the lows feel like though? Because it's like, doing all of this and even okay I've toured before not to that degree yeah but one thing that I've felt is before is like you're going to all these different countries you're going to all these d- different shows you're moving around all over the place whatever then all of a sudden it just stops and it's just such a weird thing it's like okay like what do I like, like what sort of happens now
1: you know you two before they go out on tour um, they stay in a hotel all together and acclimatise to that and then they tour and then when they finish the tour they move into a hotel for a month in the in their home city before going home, they move into a hotel just to just to ease ease back in. Because yeah, going climatized in some some. Yeah, way yeah. Because man, you're you right. You're right. I mean, I do, like we're we're having the conversation about it, so I'm just going to talk about it. But I never really like talking about it because people. I, I don't want to feel like I'm like complaining at all because no, my not. my life is. I love my job and I love the highs, but it's uh, sometimes it's a lot to, finishing the Ipswich show. And it was the final day of that tour. And that tour was the highest grossing, most amount of tickets ever sold. The album had sold like 25 million copies. And I stepped off stage at 28 and was like, it's all downhill from here. And I know it's downhill from right, here. And, that, right, right. and and then and then, there's also nothing to throw yourself into because tours ended, uh, the album cycles ended, and you kind of want a bit of time off, but also yeah. you, you don't. So yeah, it, I would say that the lows are... I think the reason that so many creatives have bouts of real depression is because there's a a, a part of your brain that you open for feelings right. and thoughts and heart to get out of, in, into songs, which is the portal that you want open to be able to write thoughtful and honest songs. But then that doesn't close when mm. you leave the studio. That's just always open. So you feel everything and mm. you have real anxiety about about everything so I I definitely have bouts of real crashes
0: yeah 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 but
1: then when I'm busy I don't because there's always something going Going on on. and your
0: tour dates are mad as well even when you're like when you're touring it's like you you might do four or five in a row then next day like another four or five in a row and on like,
1: tour usually I would do the days off in studio so I'd do like four or five in a row and then have like three days in studio making the next record. so I was just always busy but stopping tour I watched, I watched the Amy Winehouse documentary man and it's, and it's interesting the time that she actually got heavily into drugs was not working it right. wasn't mm. it, wa- it wasn't so much the, the, the kind of pressures of having to having work to it work. was stopping yeah. and then being like well what do I do yeah, like yeah. my focus was was this and
0: Yeah, you should never, never feel like you can't talk about this type of stuff, purely because, you know, like, we, I say this all the time, we all have our own realities, and our realities matter, do you get me? So it's like, I might have a certain type of thing that I face every day, and in that type of, in that thing that I'm facing, there's highs and lows in it, and... It's the same with whatever, what anyone does for a job or for a living or whatever goes on in their life or whatever part of uh, the world that they live in. It's, but it's their reality. But, but
1: you'd be the same as me in the sense that your friends see your situation that you're in. And if you say anything oh, that yeah. contradicts that, the like I have like, the best friends that I sometimes we'll like bring up a little bit of something and it'll just get shut down instantly like yeah like you're you talking, about? What yeah. are you talking and, about? I, and and I know they're doing it out of yeah. out of love and out of like don't be silly but that instantly shutting it down makes me want to talk about it less do you, yeah, know,
0: yeah. Do you know what I mean yeah yeah no it's, do you know what do you know why I f- I find it quite an interesting thing is because I know that you and we'll we'll get into this a little bit as well I want to talk about music and whatever yeah but I know that you had a stage where you literally was just on couches and from then you just was so focused on building a career when
1: when, when we first met at that time did we meet meet Cordless show bro i got a
0: funny let me tell you something the day that I met you yeah I first met you at Strawberry Moons in in what central London yeah and let me tell you something I almost walked out and the reason okay I'll tell you now I'll tell you now so basically um Marvin Harrison had a show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. like Marvin Sunday Harrison's a show. promoter. So, yeah, Sunday show, yeah. That was a thing. I can't remember who was hosting it. It might have been a young moda comedian or something. I don't know. I yeah. remember
1: before I went on, the comedian dying and just going, allow me, allow me, allow me. And I was like, fuck, I've got to go on after this guy. Yeah. And everyone's burning, and stuff. Listen, yeah. <laughs> I saw, like,
0: I'm there, gone Sunday show, whatever, and I saw you setting up. And just to paint the the, the picture here, This is a a predominantly black event here, yeah? So, Ed, I think I I might have been the only white guy in the room. You you was, bro. This is one of the reasons why I almost left. The reason why I almost (laughs) left... No, like, let me land. The reason why I almost left here is because I saw you setting up and I heard the sniggles. I heard the sniggles. Oh, you didn't want... I thought, you know what? I'm not going to be a part of this. I'm just not even going to be a part of this because this is going to be an absolute shit show. I just thought this is going to be such a shit show My heart is too big for me to stand here and laugh at man. Do you know what I mean? So so literally as you're setting up, I'm saying goodbye. So we left. (laughs) No, I'm saying goodbye. I'm literally near the exit as you're setting up here. So I'm saying goodbye to man, whatever. I'm giving the sniggles or whatnot. And then you just started like, like you just played one thing and then you looped it. And then I thought, what's this brother doing? So then I just like, I thought, okay. I'm standing by the door and then I'm watching what you're doing. And I think everyone just started watching, like... This is a bit weird. And then you started singing or whatever and doing your thing. And then after you did that, like... It was kind of like... Oh, it's, well, it's not right. Not too bad. Then you did a next one. Then you did a Bob Marley thing or whatnot. But by the... Midway through the set, everyone's there dancing. Hands I in the air. And I was like... I could up, not believe lining up on the roof and yeah, yeah, banging yeah. the roof. I could... Bro, I could not believe... That was when I first met you. And I, I remember... Um, making a phone call to one of my pals and saying I don't know who this Don is but I just see this ginger guy and he, was, and he shut down um, Sunday show with a fucking guitar and even that just sounded a bit mad yeah. but you know as time went on well, I started to see more of you I started to see you around certain people or whatever but just tying this back to like what I was mentioning before is that it's been so career focused for you like so how it seemed anyway yeah, yeah. And then like a trajectory of you just going up like this and doing all of these type of shows, it actually makes sense that you know what? You probably had the music side and the business side of stuff really figured out. Yeah, yeah.
1: But the personal aspect life of your of life must have been shambles. absolutely a shit show. Absolute shambles, yeah. Stuff that comes with fame and money is also I look at my dad now, right? And my dad has like four mates. And I, when I was twenty, probably had like twenty-five mates. Hmm and what fame and money is is an enhancer and it enhances everything if you're like if you're more if you're anxious you become more anxious if you have an ego you get a bigger ego if you're a hard worker you work even it's just an enhancer but it also just it fast forwards you to 60 Mm. and your friendship group just goes and then you're just left with the solid closed hand full of friends Um, and sort of figuring like I've I've like had family dramas I've had friend dramas I've had like ex-girlfriend there's just like so much stuff that goes around and when you're sort of working and touring it, it is always in in the background but you're never really uh, engaging with it and then when yeah. you finish touring it's all, it's all there it's, yeah, all, it's there. all heightened yeah. and then everyone expects that you should be doing this for them and that for them or whatever it may be yeah Well, wow, man I, I, it's just it's just it's just part of life but the the trajectory thing's interesting because you um I'm kind of seeing this with, with, with other big acts you know like if you don't overachieve what you did last time you're, you've fallen off so right. I have Shape of You which is the biggest song on Spotify ever right. and I'll release a song and if it's not yeah. that which how can I, you hate, think, I hate that by the way I, I well, hate that we see things like that well I look at it I look at it like, like, like this the Premier League right Manchester United are always top 6 yeah. Always, they are one of the best teams in England, and they are always top six. And sometimes they're number one, and sometimes they're number two. But they be number one for but, time, to be fair. Still. But, no, I'll but shout out to them. But I this get is the thing. That you, but they're still known as one of the best. One of the best teams. But they're always always in the conversation. So after I've done D- the divide thing and been the biggest. It's not about beating that next time. It's just about being in the conversation. Coldplay are twenty-five years in, yeah. and they're still played next to Kid Leroy and Olivia Rodrigo, two 18-year-old artists, right? Mm. Who have kids eating out of the palm of their hands because they are youth. And Coldplay, are, Chris is nearly fifty. Mm. They've been doing it for twenty-five years, you know, like but and he's still in the conversation. And that that is what it's the same thing with um with with Kanye. Like Kanye is still the forefront of conversation. No, I it's not you. like he's the biggest he's but yeah. he's just one of the best you know? yeah, yeah
0: yeah no like that, that that makes a lot of sense and i think as well like it's interesting when you because drake gets that a lot like drake gets the Having he's had that, o- that moment o- of and she, this yeah. and then so now even if he does this mm. it seems so much smaller because he done that and i'm like but uh, can we not ever just look at things in isolation at times and say right
1: do we enjoy it or do we not enjoy it yeah do you know what i mean also uh, the time where like Music changes every year of how people consume it. I've just released a new album, and my record label... We, we did good numbers, but my record label were expecting Tesco to be what it was four years ago. Right. People don't buy music in supermarkets anymore. So suddenly you've got a different way of viewing how successful music is, because there's just a different way of consuming music. You know? Well, does that affect you? Well, no, because I feel like I've made a good record. And I think comparatively, that like the record came out, and it's the biggest opening week since divide so it's the biggest opening week since my last record so comparatively it did way less but comparatively it's still yeah in in this time of music it's still a good week it's just not we i sold like 700 and something thousand week one in uk of divide it's just not that but then it can't be that because it's it's just a different time are you number orientated orientated though because
0: there's even i remember like you mentioned on the album as well. I've listened to it. Yeah, where you said um, I lost confidence in who I was. Too busy trying to chase highs and get the numbers up. Yeah, yeah. like was that actually you? Was you actually at one point focused on like achieving? Well, a st- well
1: this is the thing. Like numbers. N- not not financially but numbers mean people are listening to your music so like I create an album like Equals I want the world to hear it so if it's big numbers that means the world's listening to it I've created something that I love that's getting out there to people so in that sense yes I would say I was numbers focused but did you ever get addicted to that? <coughs> sorry uh, no, I can't cough now without yeah no it's fine. you, no, you can't it's fine by the way there's trust water me. There. <laughs> there's water there by the way as well thanks um I t- uh, oh fucking hell. Um, I've chatted to people about this because most most artists get um like one really fucking big song, like yeah. one really really big song. I would say Drake's would be one dance. Yeah. Weekends is blinding lights. Adele's uh, arguably someone like you, maybe maybe he- hello. But everyone has like one massive tune. And I was chatting to Shawn Mendes about this because he had Senorita, and it's just this global thing gets to a billion streams instantly it's the thing and that feeling is addictive and yeah. when shape of you happened i was like i gotta do it again i gotta do it again and it kind of i kind of did it a little bit with 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 perfect but the feeling of it is addictive because it's you go to like thailand and it's number one there and you go to fucking fiji and it's yeah. not you know it's like that that feeling of being so plugged in everywhere um and that's that's a dangerous position to be in because I created Shape of You by accident I've created Perfect by accident and what I was saying with I lost the confidence in in who I was was I then created some music that I thought would do the same thing that you know I still liked it but then it didn't and then I was kind of like I say this to people all the time because sometimes uh, songs are released to be a hit and then if it's not
0: what is it? Well, that's it. you got, like... The difference is that this time you've gone in with the thing of, okay, I'm going to make a hit this time. Or well, yeah. I'm going to attempt to make something that is going to be...
1: Whereas before, it, well, it wasn't that. Yeah. It wasn't even it that. You worked. just made it and you just did it. And that's what I got back to with this with this record. Like, I I remember putting out Bad Habits and being like, I like hand on heart, because it went in at four in, in the midweek. So I was like, okay, my run of being the number one artist is over and I've just got to accept that I'm making music that, that I like... And then Bad Habits ended up going number one, and then and then staying there. But I didn't make it for the sole purpose. How did that feel? Do you know, Chucky? I have one award in my house, one, and it's the number one award for Bad Habits. Like, and and I, I have it in my kitchen. I have no awards in my house. actually, I've got uh, my Ivanovelos in uh, the, by the by the record player, but I've got no, none of the Brits, no Grammys, no fucking NRJ awards. Because it's not I they don't I don't look at them and go wow I achieved something with that I go oh I won the, like everyone nominated in the category wow. was worthy of winning this d- I didn't make a better record because I'm not saying like awards are wonderful wonderful things but in terms of like having things in my house that remind me why I do this and f- it, like I and I have I have that bad habits uh, number one award in my my kitchen just to whenever I start feeling it again being like oh yeah it's good I look at that and I go that was when you thought yeah. it was over and you were so happy when you got that 10 years into your career right. so happy to have yeah, this number yeah. one and it's just a constant reminder of like don't fucking take it for granted oh, right. don't take it for I granted I get you
0: I get you and this is you know I say to people all the time yeah, like usually artists and that, I'm like the the music game is an interesting one because usually you only have a certain time period being here yeah and sometimes some people have that super up and then it comes down very quickly some people have this and then it just comes down very quickly but at some point some
1: people like Kano just it's just keeps going oh oh my god
0: yeah yeah but there 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 may be a time where you know what like things just change a little bit do you understand what I'm saying and it's almost getting or coming to terms with the fact that that is that could happen. Man, I look at, like, you, yeah? Touring the way that you did, especially at that age, what, 26, 27, doing all of those stadiums and stuff like that. It's like, had you ever got comfortable or acceptant of the fact that, like, you know what? This actually is going to stop one day and I'm going to have a decline. I guess the question more so is, have you ever even thought about what a decline looks like and how it feels?
1: Yeah, yeah for sure cuz i cuz i have cuz i have i have i have had a had a decline not not like seriously but just compared to your mate div- divide i, I sold 230,000 copies of that in england on the first day and like i remember at the time being like yeah why mm-hmm. not and now i'm look i look back at that i'm like fucking hell, that really was like a moment and mm-hmm. so comparatively yes there has been a a decline but also like y- there's Longevity. I look at I look at Elton John right, and you go on Elton John's Wikipedia. And by the way, I could not tell you wh- which one of his albums sold the most. I could just tell yeah, you yeah, which, which which one's the good one. Yeah, and that yeah. and that that's the that's the longevity of it. But you look at his Wikipedia page, and it's like number one, number twelve, number six, number two, number one, number one, number one, number forty two, number and 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 these are albums I love. Mm. And like he's not bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. His career goes go, goes like this. So like you're it's a dangerous position to just be constantly going up the rollercoaster 100 getting and getting bigger and bigger and you know every single year since I've come out there's been a new and improved thing yeah. and someone being <laughs> like no this is the guy now and everyone on their breakout year is more interesting because mm-hmm. it's it's the, it's the new thing it's the new style it's the new sound it's this new song and then it's this, this new album but then what's the second album and then what's the third and mm-hmm. then what's the fourth and then what's and what's, what's the fifth and I look at Someone, someone like Jay-Z's done it in, in, incredibly because he's done it without having to chase a Billboard number one single. You know, he with 444, he just went, well, where am I at in my life? What's truthful to me right now? And that's what, what I've found with, with this record. And a, a lot of the criticism of this record has been, oh, it's about his married life and him being a father. And I'm like, but that's that's my that's life. A that's your you reality just, now. That's your reality now. You have to be truthful. And me trying to, like... I can't do Shape of You again. No,
0: exactly. Cool. But, th- yeah, listen. This is the thing as well, yeah? Who said it? Um, that's Jay said it. If you want my old shit, buy my old album. Mm. Like, and I personally, like, for me, yeah, there's, like, certain artists that I like, the old school version of them. So I'll go back and I'll listen to it. I won't demand that of them now, because but they're real- like th- they're older. They're- do you
1: like that? So th- th- so this is, this is my theory, because... Um, well it's not I've, I've heard other people say this, the- this theory as well but what I have found is my first album is like this untouched holy grail that my fans are like that's it you know it will never be better than that why can't he make this again and I look back on it and I'm like I listened to it the other day because it was 10 years from from it and it's alright but I was 18 when I wrote it and lots of people were eighteen when they listened to it, and it was the first time that they learned how to drive, their first festival, their first girlfriend, their first time getting pissed in a field with their mates. And I'm, I, I'm interested to hear what you, say, if you think about this when you talk about artists' first albums. <coughs> you are in love with the album, but you're also in love with the memories and the feeling around the them. emotional yeah.
0: attachment. Because that's the thing is, like, even if someone turns around and says, "Oh, why can't you make something like that
1: again?" You can't. Even if you
0: did, even if you did. They went, they're they not in the space to be able to take it in the way that they were then exactly. do you understand what and I'm they saying go, and
1: then they go oh it's like the same style but it's not as good as because right. nothing can beat the mate Bon Iver's second record I went through my first real breakup and that album came out that week and well I listen to that album now I still can feel the, oh, I the can pain oh the pain oh I know that yeah, oh, yeah I'm telling you it's like it's you can like how it it's like how you felt it yesterday? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And nothing. <coughs> Bonivero's has released a lot of great records since then, but yeah. nothing can beat that record for me. Even his, because even his of first to Yeah, it's to just, that as well. yeah. yeah. And um, but this is my thing, man. If I keep creating albums that are honest and where I am right now, I, I, I can't ever release something that I don't like yeah. because it's it's always where I am at right now, and mm. I can look back at all my albums. And be like, okay, that was me at 24 trying to figure shit out. That was me at 21 trying to figure shit out. That was me at 18. And, mate, I look at, I look at collaborations. And that was three weeks living in Nashville with Fred Gibson, creating loads 15. of fucking beats, having fun. Mm. And then being like, hey, let's fly to Houston and see Travis Scott and stuff. And like, I, that, that's where I was at then. And I'd I, like, yeah, it's just a different... I think, you, I think also you used a great
0: example in Kano as well. Just recently I've been listening to some of Kano's... Old stuff, yeah. for For a few different reasons. One, for like inspirational purposes of something I want to do, and also just like listening to it and remembering like where I was at that time when that
1: ha- when when he dropped that. But where were well, you? You know one, what I do like? Uh where were you for One Forty Grimes Street? Oh my, where was that? Which he one... hasn't put on street It's not on stream. I right? know. Why? Why not? That's that's his favorite. My favorite project of it. I think that's a lot of like
0: for like kano fans but also you know what hoodies all summer for me yeah. sensational stuff and the reason this, the, the point i'm making more so is that like now he's put himself in a position for me as a fan where i'm like okay cool i know who you was then yeah i know who i was then i know where you was at this point i know where you was at that point but now you're now you've positioned yourself in a place where it's like okay you go away for a couple of years but see when you come back
1: i know you've got something to say i know there's something that's going like on with J, with, with jay cole as well mm-hmm. i think co- i think the correlation between kano and J, J. cole because every, every 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 single album when it comes back it feels as you said it feels like a moment and they ha- they have to release this they have to say this at yeah, this, yeah. this point rather than they just need to make an album and for the album, sake yeah. of
0: just making an album they, you, yeah i think usually when they tap out they've tapped out you know what i'm gonna go and live life for a little bit which i know is have you had kano you on here yet no, no, no. We've 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 spoke about it before, lightly though. But he's gonna come. Yeah. Kane will come. Honourable shout out to Kane. Who's your? Uh, who's on your hit list? Who's on my hit list? Um, Kane's one. Jay Huss is the next. Mm. Um, Little Sims, and I would say Skepta. I would like to. And you know what? Maybe you know some manager. I'd like to talk to your manager.
1: Stuart, yeah. Absolutely.
0: I would really like to sit down and talk to Stuart. Um, I like to see, I like to talk, talk to Getting him doing my... an interview is
1: difficult. Do
0: you know, the thing is, I think it's really interesting to just hear the perspective of someone that has had to make sacrifices, but in a different type of way for the person that he they look works. After
1: for as hard as I work he works doubly as hard yeah, he gets yeah. like a thousand emails a day and he replies to all of them really? it's insane He's just, I
0: will say I, if what a pers- to I'll be honest yeah you said what this a and I'm glad you said this again what a he, percentage mate, he,
1: he earns he, uh, there was our management contract was up and we'd share a lawyer and my lawyer said we can put, we can actually put the percentage down to 10% rather than 20 mm. and that is quite an awful thing over,
0: you can get 5 yes. Yes. What?
1: No, but I, of Ed no but I said man like for the amount that he I asked him for my 30th birthday I said Stuart for a week please don't touch your phone just like relax for a week he is. He works so fucking hard and he, he is the reason of my su- success like he all the album uh, is basically cu- curated by him he yeah. he. It, I make the songs and I go what do you think are good and then he says these and then I do the track the, tra- the track listing. he's got a, he's just got a fucking great ear mm-hmm. and Gabby who you just met who works at my management used to work international at Warner for, for for me and we got her at the management as well so she can do all the international stuff and it's wow. it's a very machine, Stewart's, Stewart's well oiled machine Stuart's company well you know I'm sure maybe one day if the vibe takes him, he can come and sit down on the couch. Or I'm gonna, you know. Do you know? I I, I reckon I reckon he probably would because I think I think he'd like this. He every now and then he does an interview. He does like one every sort of like three or four. Is it? Yeah. But he's I would very
0: really. I would, I'd put him in there. As it a would have to would be, like to
1: it would have to be management based, not not financial based. Though, no, that's cool, him. of course, yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know no. this is the way that I know he doesn't rip me off because um, I know his lifestyle and all he likes in in his life is the Xbox, his box at Tottenham, and his dogs. And that's <laughs> it. And that and, and 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 I, so I don't go around and I see a fucking Lambo in the driveway yeah, like, yeah, 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 Fucking hell, am I like have you are you ripping me off? I know, I, yeah. he's I, a I simple his man lifestyle. still, yeah, yeah, he's a simple man still. You, uh, I, I, are you I put you him in there, Tottenham fan,
0: huh? Are you now t- I'm a United fan it's mad for man right now yeah um, also American wise I'll put Drake in there I'd love to sit down and have a conversation with Drake and I really would
1: have loved to have sat down with Nipsey Hussle yeah. that was like one of my one it, of my things he came to one of my shows did he yeah, huh? yeah to, I actually had I I didn't want to post the picture because I didn't want to be like I I didn't I, it, I just felt weird about it no but he came to watch me at the uh, um it was, it was weird. It was. I had. I had game there. Game was. Game was backstage with like. He brought like sixteen girls with him. And Did he? he was yeah, Just brilliant. like rolling. They, they were like his entourage. It was fucking cool. Um. And yeah, Nipsey came down, uh, watched the show, and met him afterwards. Super, super sweet guy. Really. Really. really nice. What was that like? Just. I'm always. I love having people at shows that. I admire mm. because. It makes you. I have a. I have an in-ear. Right. Uh, I. I you don't wear two. I wear. Yeah. I wear one. I remember playing Brooklyn um, Barclays Center, and just getting my sound engineer being like, Jay-Z and Beyonce are standing right next to me now, and then suddenly your show just goes. Man. Because you start peacocking a little bit. You start yeah. being like, well, I'll show you what I can do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I and I, and I find that man when I knew Nipsey was coming down and new game was coming, you just bring a certain not that not that you don't bring that on shows anyway, mm. but there's a there's an extra 10% that comes out wow. when artists you admire are at shows. Yeah. yeah, I
0: think. yeah, yeah. And it's it's dope because you see like there's a lot of there's a lot of artists out there that are so eclectic in their in what they like listening to personally. Sometimes you, feel you, you might listen, you might see a rapper and think, oh, that's all he listens to. He just listens to rap music. A, a Mate, lot of the time, Rod, that's
1: not. Rod Wave was on um, The Breakfast Club and he said that I was an influence of him and Charlemagne was like, wait, <laughs> hang on. And then he sung... A song called "You and I," which is an album cut from my first album, and he yeah. knew all the words that's to it. Crazy. And you just you never know who's who's listening to yourself Little Dirk, man, Little Dirk. I've been in touch with Little Dirk probably weekly for the last like eight eight weeks. <laughs> that's and crazy. he's you know we I, I hope that we end up working together at, at some point. But he's just a genuine music fan. He yeah. just really, but I would never have guessed that. Yeah, yeah, that's Dre. My... Dre has always been influenced by Nirvana. He said that quite a lot. Oh yeah, here. do you yeah. know you know who I like? 1975
0: yeah oh man. I fuck with them hard
1: yeah oh but the, my lyrically, god lyri- lyrically his lyrics are very close to well like similes and metaphors that you would hear in rap music you hear in 100%, 1975 songs 100% I remember listening to Chocolate and I just fell in love
0: with that. And I literally in my car, it would just be on repeat over and over and over again. And the last album, I can't remember what it's called. I, that's a show that I have to see. There's like certain different, They're and I'll go show. on my
1: own. He's a very, he's a very good performer. Yeah. Actually, I've seen them live as well. Is it? Yeah. He's a very good. Performer. Yeah, I'd have to do that. Let's talk some music then, anyway. Yeah. Like yeah. we don't have to talk about the album, by the way. If you want to, just no, no, it, I'm
0: talking a- about like black music. We're going right yeah, yeah. like, now. just like more so, just because. This 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 was a part of the conversation I was going to bring up a little bit later, but remember I was talking about how I met you and whatever. Yeah. Uh, actually, we had a really good conversation at Jamie's wedding as well. Yeah, which is when I saw you with a a, a Nokia, like a Leica. I was like, yeah, what's yeah, going on? Yeah. You, you was telling me about like you just trying to that switch. That wedding off, whatever. was so
1: nice, man. What that was wedding your was so nice. Jamie? Is he knows I I love I love Jamie. He's I met him. You know, I d- I start I started teaching Julie guitar. And that was how I met Oh, for real? I went up to wherever their mum's house was in, in, in North. I remember. North. And I went in with my guitar to teach. I think I gave her like one lesson or something. Mm. I remember meeting Jamie that that day. And then I think I was in with MSN around yeah. the same time as well. Yeah, but, I yeah. met him
0: just recently, actually. Shout out to MSN. Um, bro, I feel like... Like... UK black music has been... Like, you... you it's... It's been an impact for you in many different ways, yeah? Because you've been around it for such a long time and obviously, you know, you've, like, shown a massive keen interest towards just, like, artists, MCs and just being around it, yeah? Where did it start for you, though? Like, where did your start of liking UK black music start like i know so depending on the generation that you come from some people might say so solid some people might no, say no no it
1: wasn't it was uh, like i i remember i remember buying 21 seconds on cd single but in terms of like album it was boy in the corner that was the fir- that was the first first one um first the first person i ever worked with was i was 15 i did a song for slicks from rough squad and dj scholar for a slicks mi- mixtape um and that was that was over my space. I just like I just uh, w- like message bombed. Every every it was around when Chipmunk was doing uh, um, Westwood as well. So I was like messaging him and uh, his mate Shallow and being like, "Can we do a song?" Also? So I just me- message bombed everyone and Slicks and Scholar were the ones that got got back to me. But it was Dizzy, and then I remember getting really into Playtimes over Wiley, and then all the Boy Better Know mixtapes, Big Nasties, What's the Story, yeah, yeah, Bruce yeah. and Glory, Drugs and Chicken. Um, Mr. Wong you know like Channel You like that was
0: Mr. Wong yeah. what not on the
1: Longage yeah, yeah, yeah oh yeah, my yeah. god I remember that also his tune with Titch yeah, and, yeah, yeah. um Jamie and Flurter yeah yeah. 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 is my guy as well yeah. I love Flirter. but so Dirty Jones and you can end up with a book and those get punched start stomp, stomp. <laughs> she as well, man. I can't. I can't. I can't. The chopper. T- I ordered a mixtape and I remember it coming with a. A, a chopper, chop chopper chops
0: on it. See, chopper chops, yeah. For me, that.
1: That's probably. That has to be in my top five classic. Is that UK the one with mi- crying out loud on it? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Crying Out Loud was an incredible song. There's a Kano song called Layer Cake, which never sort of. I vaguely remember that. That's a, that's a fucking amazing one. But yeah, no. So that was the first. Flirtation with it in terms of me loving it, and then when I moved to London, uh, every like I understand. I grew up in the countryside, like middle of fucking nowhere, like thirty minutes from Ipswich. Spare so farms than so that. Did
0: that. you milk cows and all them sort of things? No, no, that no.
1: like, <laughs> <Jesus Christ>. bit. <laughs> nah, but you
0: understand what I'm saying. If my you, neighbors fa- frecky Fecky's got a farm. Fecky's got a farm. Fecky's got a farm.
1: That, everything seemed like the way that I would view. Dr. Dre and 50 Cent and Eminem was the same way that I would view, Disney. like I, they just miles away. Like I'm never ever gonna ever meet anyone. And then I moved to London and suddenly it was just like, oh, oh yeah. Like uh, I think my first session was with Scorcher and then my next one was with with Wretch. And then suddenly this was when I was like 17. And then suddenly I'm like, oh fuck, like people are around. You know, I bu- I bumped into Sway at that Sunday show. That was Sway. the first first time I met met Sway and people were just a- around. Yeah, yeah, and um. Honourable shout-out to Sway, by the way. Yeah. Incredible guy. Incredible guy. Um, the, and Biggs. This is my demo I put up there as well, man. That's a fucking great record. Oh, my God.
0: With the, And he's got the um, bandana.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my do you know
0: um, what I need to revisit that
1: actually I, I, I rebought it the other day I found I found my um, uh, CD collection because it was kind of all in boxes in, 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 in my garage yeah. and uh, I got sent a cassette by um, not to name name drop but I got sent a cassette by um, Eminem and I was like fuck I need to find a way to, to play this so I bought a cassette player bought a CD player got a vinyl and then just got all my old CDs out and I had the Sway one but it was missing the CD from it so oh, I, crazy. I, re- I re-bought it yeah after. I remember
0: when he was on that little on that promo run and he was just about like, yeah, I can't even remember how I got because I that I actually didn't even pay for it. I'm either he gave that to me or someone gave it to me. Maybe Benny gave it to me. I'm not even sure. Yeah, but yeah, that's a so classic. Benny, quote, so actually.
1: so mate, Benny's Benny's crazy because I used to watch Benny scars as the jump off street battle guy.
0: Yeah, so for those who don't know, Benny, that's my 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 pal. More than my pal, that's my brother. Yeah, be real about it. Yeah, and you know sometimes when I do it, people are like, "Oh yeah, the only reason why you talk about Dave is because of it." And I'm like, "Nah, nah, nah Dave nah, nah, is the nah. coldest." Like, what are you talking Mate, about? Benny,
1: I won a competition to be signed to Island Records in 2009, and um, it's mad. I've actually got promo CDs in my house with the Island logo on it. Like, mad. I was I was uh, for one for, for one song, and I used to just go in there and just sit in Benny's office because I obviously knew him from uh Mike Assassin versus Iron Solomon and Stick at the Jump and all, all this stuff so I was like Fuckers. I
0: have to pause you just so that people know exactly what you're talking about yeah so Benny he used to work for the Jump Off and they the Jump Off obviously he had all about. did you ever go to any of them The no Jump Off? I was like 16 at the time yeah. okay Jump Off is like honestly I feel like there should be a documentary about Jump Off and also what that actually how it contributed to because well, it was Pro Green that was his his start 100% Pro Green was like they used to have all different types of battles so they had a um basketball one all the way down to a dance battle they had a pillow a story, fight wasn't it huh it was it the story right it was in mean fiddler i think before, no yeah before that was astoria and then they moved around but when Benny first started working there I never went to begin with I went to when it was in Mean Fiddler yeah. which is right by the Astoria before that I think they was in King's Cross and then they moved back to King's Cross anyway but um, they also had a rap battle that's where Professor Green was like really yeah. excelled and whatnot. but yeah Benny used to work for them and, and then he got the, a job at, uh,
1: uh, at Islands, and I knew right. Uh, so Jack and Archie both went to college in Norwich, right. and I went to the, a similar college in London. The guy from Norwich basically found me playing in Norwich and got me a slot. It was the it was a college in Bromley by Bow. And um, actually, do you know who was in my class? Do you know bad you know Badness. Yes, yeah. Badness was in my class, and I remember him playing Pass, uh, the the Jammer song. You know, they give it to the girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember him just pulling that up on 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 screen and being like, "This is this is my new new tune." But anyway, so. I get this deal with Island Records and I'm sort of like, fuck, it's Benny Scars. I'm just going to go and sit in his office every day and just and just chat to him. And I, and I remember him being, because I said I wanted a remix of my tune and he was like, well, I've got two artists, man. Take a pick. And it was Tinchy and, and Devlin. I'm obsessed with Devlin at the time. He was another one that I just like, as soon as I got on that example tour, I was like, I have to be friends with this bloke. So I just like hung, hung That's around. That's how him. you and
0: Devlin, because yeah, yeah. Th- this is the thing as well, Yeah. So I'd obviously seen you perform prior to all of this yeah. Then later on I started to see more of you. And then I started seeing like you hanging around Devlin a lot. Yeah. And I was like I, I never asked, but I was like I want how did that Because you two seemed like you got on very well. And really, do you know what even in do. hindsight, even in hindsight actually, a Devlin and Ed Sheeran EP thing or that Vi- or project together Sonically would have sounded all right at that time, I think.
1: Mate, it still would. I still, I still, I still see him. I try to go to Dagenham once, once a year and go and, and go and see him when I'm back and 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 free. Um, I, th- I think I last saw him at my my wedding, but um, man, he's a lovely, lovely guy. Like really, really kind-hearted, beautiful soul, and just the best, the best lyricist. Um, but yeah, so and, and so that's how that's how I I met. But I used to have loads of sessions with Devlin, Criminal and Getz in uh, um, Louis White's studio mm. in East. I can't even fucking remember where, where it was. Those are like the only nighttime sessions I ever did. Oh, man. I remember actually I was doing collaborations and I did the Getz tune, the Devlin tune, finished at like six o'clock in the morning and I was on the bus home and Dot Rotten hit me being like, I'm ready. Yeah. I was like, fuck, I guess I'm, I guess I'm going to Brixton. Mm. and I went to pick up Dot and then got on a train and then went to the studio and just... Fucking dead by by the end of Was
0: you was you still sofa surfing at that point as well? Yeah. Who's I was so-
1: still I was still sofa. I slept on a sofa the day my album went number one. Like I I didn't I didn't get money until like the January after.
0: That's crazy. Wow.
1: Yeah. What? So wait,
0: hold on. What do you mean the January? You didn't make money all the way up to that point. I was. Or you just, was could. you not even
1: focused on that? My the first the first money that came in for me was my first tour, which was the October after that. Um, but the tour before that I was playing like 200 cap rooms and I was all the money that I did, made you did Barfly was, that, yeah. that wasn't a tour that was just like uh, that was just a show that was a free show so so Radio 1 wouldn't play me um, and I basically said because they, they said we we don't know if this is even popular like it's had its like moment on, on iTunes but we don't know if this is even popular and I said to my record label if we do a free show, it's school holidays we do a free show in Camden and I tweet it out I promise you, we will sell out Coco. And they went, "You're not going to do that." I was like, "I promise." Book Coco, we'll we'll do it. And they were like, "We'll book Barfly." Book Barfly. Fourteen hundred kids turned up. I was like, and Barfly holds many, like, two, yeah. it's like two Barfly is tiny. But, <laughs> but, the sto- but the story of the day was, I did four shows. So got kids in, played a show, got kids oh, in, played no. a show. Oh, oh wow! And then Barfly closed down. And I went on the street and played for all the people that were waiting. And someone filmed it for the entire day, edited it, sent it to Zane Lowe, and then the next day he played. He it. He
0: started playing it, yeah. okay. And because obviously he's a
1: certified tastemaker. In it, no. Yeah. And at and at the time, it like if you, if he played you, it, it was him and in my scene, like acoustic singer songwriter. If you were on Jules Holland, you're gone. Yeah. And in the sort of indie scene, if you're on Zane Lowe, you're gone, basically. Yeah. That
0: do you know? Oh, one day I'll have a uh, Zay knows a person I'd like to talk to, to, but maybe, maybe, maybe movie. just maybe just personally, like off the record. But like he inspires me a lot for many different reasons. Well, I'm not going to get into that, but honorable shout out to to him. What was it like? Why? Like, what made you go this route though? Like, because what the, the early ten. the early part of your career, like the early part of your career for me was synonymous to. Although you stuck to, although you was always authentically yourself, you still seem to go down like more the black and urban route more so. Like, was that by design? Like
1: why? Like what made you? Well, uh, it's some, it's, like, in my house, I don't really... No, we can do... Mate, we can run, we can run over. Um, okay. in, in, like, all I listen to is that. Like, And, and like, I don't really listen to American music either. I, like, mm. I would I would check out the Drake album. I'd check out the can album. I did, like, Rod Wave stuff. But I'm more interested... Like, I just bought Kay Coke's new project. Mm-hmm. And I'm really yeah. excited to listen to that. I loved the Nines project. I love, you know, yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. I, I like... It's the same when I go to France. All the biggest rappers are French. Germany, all the biggest rappers are French. Everyone has their own... Their own thing, but so that's where my passion lies, taste-wise. Right. But in terms of career-wise, like I played uh, acoustic gigs, um, and I moved to London. I was I was a big fish in a small pond in Suffolk, and I, my name got known very very quickly. I had big ginger hair and a small guitar, and people knew who I was very quickly. I moved to London, and there was then suddenly on a bill I'm 17 years old I'm on a bill with 25 26 year olds who have honed their craft they're really good their songs are amazing and suddenly I'm just invisible and just like not noticed I'm always the worst person on the bill no one fucks with me none of the cool acoustic nights are booking me there was wow. like one one night where all the all the big cool acts would play once a month at the Bedford in in Ballham. they would they didn't want to fucking know and I was just doing these gigs over and over and over again getting nowhere and then I did, a. I used to do poetry gigs to turn up and play a few songs at a poetry gig. And this poet that I know um, Elizabeth there was like, I, I, my friend runs a poetry gig in Inglewood in California. And right. I was like, well, that'll be interesting. And I had money from selling CDs from my backpack. I had about seven hundred quid, and I bought a ticket. And I remember this first time I see my mum like properly cry because I literally like bought a ticket and was like, "See ya, I'm going to Inglewood." <laughs> <laughs> and I landed, and I went to in- I went to Inglewood. I got picked up by John, the guy that was. Um, bear in mind, I I haven't got somewhere to stay at this point, so I ended up sleeping at John's that that, that night. The uh, promoter and I walked in. It was so similar to this was pre Sunday Show. It's similar to Sunday Show. It was a poetry night inglewood california white middle class british guy goes on stage with acoustic guitar i'm getting roasted whilst setting up basically and i play the show kills i sell out all all my cds and i'm like fuck and i say to john i was like are there any other nights like this you can get me on and he's like oh jamie fox has one at the, the foxhole there's also um la uh, like r&b r&b live at um, this, this, this venue anyway these venues where I'd go on I'd get roasted by the host as I set up and then I'd fucking crush it and I came back to um, <laughs> England and I was like fuck doing these acoustic singer songwriter nights I'm doing nights where I don't fit in and I'm not just talking about Sunday show but I went to go and play jazz nights I played soul nights I played funk nights I opened up for Gracious K a couple of times you know like I, nice I yeah, I, 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 was just about I'd, I love live I used to do like every single month and I would just be going in Having people go, and, and then, then and, and then you stand then you stand out because I'm if I'm the it only kind of goes to
0: what I was saying before yeah. about seeing you at Strawberry Moons. It was like initially first seeing you was like,
1: and then you ring your friend afterwards. Yeah, and I'm like, wow, you know, there's bro, this is brother. Whereas if you, I'm, to I'm a, at
0: Strawberry Blonde and there's a daughter who's Strawberry Blonde who actually <laughs> killed it. Like, but,
1: but you go to an acoustic singer songwriter night. I'm one of many. But I um, I basically I I stood out from from the crowd. So right. and also the UK rap and grime scene was the only scene that embraced me my own scene were like mm, this, this guy's not cool like even even when when I had success my success was set, uh, celebrated by the scene right. and hated by I still there's singer songwriters that I used to gig with that can't stand my success and I, I bumped into one of them at V Festival and I just won an Ivan Novello for song of the year and he was so disgusted he was like you you won an Ivan Novello. Whereas, like, I won an Ivan Novello the same year that Stormzy won an Ivan Novello, and we celebrated ours together, together like brothers, you know? Like, in yeah. like, the, I, I actually feel embraced by the yeah. scene, which is why I'm, I would say I'm still a part of it and still love working and yeah. c- doing whatever. Like, yeah, I. I yeah, because I feel like it's always like.
0: you. This is quite an interesting thing, actually, because. Yeah, like you have been... People have accepted you in our scene and celebrated you as almost someone who's been a part of us in some way, shape or form. And I know that it's been uncomfortable at points because I, I remember there was like... um what was it? Well 2014, I think, one extra... ...did yeah. like, the power list. And that is... And then you won the power list. That's and then horrible. that
1: kind of... That opened up this thing of, wait, hold on, But, that's, but that's them saying that. That's... That's that the problem therein lies with them. Mm. Not, not me. I'm, I don't want to be in that fucking conversation. I... And this is 100% hand-on-heart truth. I have been rung up before being like, you have won this MOBO, do you want to go and collect it? And I've said every single time, No. I don't. I don't want to do. I don't want to be in. I don't want to be taking anything away from the accomplishments of of, of anyone else. Mm. I don't want. I don't want to be that guy. So w- when that happened in twenty fourteen, I was like, fucking hell, like leave me out of this. Yeah. You basically created a conversation that that, that wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. Just 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 by doing that, and yeah, like I'm. Yeah. Sorry. Go on. That was what on. made me respect you. Actually, what made me respect
0: you was that I heard the when it was announced that you'd won and. I think someone rang you or whatever. You was evidently uncomfortable. You... You even basically said, I don't think I should be having this. I think it should be X, Y, and Z or whatever. And I was like, Ed, to me, seems like he... To me, personally, seems like he understands where he's at. And also... Yeah, like, I feel like you just knew your placement in it. Like, and what it was that you was trying to do more so than anything. And it almost just got taken into... It, it like a whole different type of conversation and it was like rah hold on one second does Ed think that he's but nah I don't think Ed's ever come across that way and made it ever seem as though he was trying to
1: you know take a place or a people can, zone? I mean, and man and people can think what they want but I know in my heart of hearts where I stand with it and you know there's a conversation around culture vulture stuff and and you know taking from the scene but i've always tried so for, for instance i did that the remix for bad bad habits right, right. Um, fumes is on it teons on it and central's on it but now i've done a swap for each of their projects so all three of them have an individual feature that i've get, and with the with the fuse thing people went oh my god you you've culture voltage you've done um a song with Fuse OGG and you're t- just taking from the culture. But I moved to Ghana, lived at his house, right. worked, li- like lived there, broke bread every day, helped build part of a school that he was kind of doing there. And I just don't, I don't, I feel uncomfortable talking about it because I feel like I shouldn't have mm. to uh, explain myself. But like, I have always tried to do like for like, you know, mm. always try to just like, if I'm going to do something, it has to be respectfully, not like, right. give me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You know, and it's a, take it's, and go. it's never been a take or go thing for you. You're saying essentially. I always, always
1: wanted. Well, like man, the the whole the whole the whole conversation around it started up with with Wiley saying it. Yeah. And Wiley's argument was, I didn't do a song for him, but I did do a song for him, and he just wants to release it the day the A team came out. And I asked him, which is my first major label single, by the way. I said, could you release it the week before or the week afterwards, just not on this day? And that's where the argument started. And right. I think there was a lot of tension between him and Ben Cook, the guy that ran um, the record label that at the time but that's where the but the song still came out mm. and people's i'm really proud of that song but that's where the the conversation around well, the stuff started. started but like man did like, that make you feel
0: uncomfortable see when you started first hearing that again though with the culture vulture you know using grime essentially to look good did that make you feel uncomfortable i was really surprised that the fact that you responded to it I think it makes sense that you essentially did but I was surprised that you did. Yeah. Respond Big to Nancy but... told me
1: off for that. Did he? Yeah, yeah. He was like you shouldn't you shouldn't have re- responded. Yeah. Yeah, he was like that doesn't that doesn't look good. Um but yeah man I just like it re- yeah it did get it did get under my skin because I'm like I always try if someone's going to do something for me I want to I, I want to do something and then some for them, you know. I want to I really really try and ba- balance it. But um I don't know man I think I think history I put out that Bad Habits remix and it's the first time I've never heard any backlash. So I think that it's sort of getting to a point where people are like, okay, I think, I think we like it. I think it. also what's contributing to that is the fact that people are coming out and saying, "Raw, like, Ed's
0: been about though. Like, it can't, like, this is not just a thing where, this is, this is the next thing, yeah? I think 10, 12, 13 years ago, so much things have happened in life since then. And there's, there's a new, almost a new way of life in a sense that there's a new de- a demographic of people that are like, you know, having opinions and like being around and just like listening to music and finding out what it is that they like. And also there's, you know, the social media fun thing where, you know, you, we can be outraged about literally anything. And sometimes this is good because I think sometimes there are certain things that need to come to surface for us to have a conversation about. Yeah. Um, and sometimes there's like it can be overcooked. Sometimes people just do so much with the thumbs that something that is really important actually gets overshined because yeah. people are just moaning and screaming about something that actually, in a greater scheme, doesn't really matter. But I think what maybe has worked to your benefit though is that because people have known that you've been around for a little while and th- the people that have known this and that have been around are very influential people and people that we look to as you know, important people in and amongst our culture. So. Even if you don't turn around and say, oh, you know what? But I actually did this and I did that. And I know that that's probably something that within you, you kind of want to do. You actually don't even have to do that because you know what? This person can say it, That one p- can say it, And it's all there to see. Mm. Even if you go on SBTV, still- you've been <laughs> around yeah, yeah. the man for such a long time. But it
1: doesn't stop there from being a conversation. You know what? Like maybe there is a conversation in there to be. I had. May- and I, I understand the conversation. And, and you know what? It'd be much easier for me to just remove myself from the conversation and just be Ed Sheeran the pop star and yeah. just be let me just make bad habits and just do but I love it I chuck it I love the scene so much I listen to everything I download everything I'll go to shows I'll I'll do songs with people that uh, on the on the on the come up like I I love it too much to just be like I'm out like I and I I will take the criticism if it means that I still get to be in mm-hmm. Did you how did you feel when you saw um
0: Stormzy and Wiley actually going at each other cuz St- Wiley his thing was the reason why I have a problem with Stormzy me, yeah. is because you got you got in the way of the fight. Yeah, that basically like you as when I say you I mean Stormzy got in the way of the like how did you when you actually saw them going back and forth with, with each other how did that feel?
1: Like I don't want to speak on Mike's behalf but like a lot of his heroes have done that to him a lot of people that he would look up to yeah. have have done that to him and I think that's the position he's in after years and years of other people laying the foundation he's obviously like reaping the benefits you know because he should because because he's because he's great but I do feel Heavy is the head that wears the crown and I feel but, like he's like in a position where he's on top and he's a very easy th- person for people to throw stones at and um I don't necessarily think I think I was the cause but I don't think I was the uh crux
0: yeah it would have happened anyway I think it would have happened anyway well it was
1: but I think I reckon those feelings were always there yeah
0: I get some flack for my position sometimes that I take or the things that I bring up in regards to storms and the issues or whatever and it's only because for me and this is just my own opinion here is that like i see someone paying homage to the highest degree at times to everyone and to i'm
1: everyone. like to i don't i in my mind i'm like i do not get it but i do did you see the pot, the the pot of paper thing where he's he's being interviewed and he said the reason he knew that he could do he was in he's in prison and the reason he knew that when he got out he wanted to do music again was he heard Stormzy shouted him out at Glastonbury. And he was what? like, yeah. he knows who I... Fucking hell, that must mean that... And, like, don't, Mike doesn't need to be on stage at Glastonbury remembering all those names and fucking... And, like, yeah. For, for, for anyone to think that he, he, just, he just deserves every ounce of success. He's a lovely bloke, very, very talented, pays homage everywhere still even though a lot of people have been cunts to him he will still still do
0: it he'll still do it and so that's where the respect is for me and that's why sometimes I'm like but hold on like I I understand that like we come from a place of like part of uh, element of the culture is clashing and uh, element of it is is um uh, it's conflict, but not conflict in the sense of it being like animosity. But you know, it's just that competitive nature. I understand that. Listen, let me tell you something. I love the Clash, Ed. Yeah,
1: like all types what of. What's been your favourite? I think Gets P Money was the that, that those back and forths were fucking great. You know, I would have I would have loved to have seen them at one point on the stage together,
0: like really. Having a go, and the reason why is because you see that clash day or them two going back and forth it 's like two people at at that point as well their highest inability. Do you understand what i'm saying, and even now they've i feel like both of them have actually kicked another gear as well, yeah, and I know that that stuff's over, but it's that's not an unfair thing. You couldn't look at that and say, oh, P Money's definitely having, man, or Gets is yeah, definitely yeah. having. It's like, you look at these two, they're so equally skilled. Like, that back and forth there, even in in that live dynamic to me, would have just been so interesting. But I loved it. That was one of my favourites. I did like... <laughs> I kind of liked the element of the, um, the Dot and Wiley. Mm. I did kind of like that. Um, you'll never see internet the same way that you saw it when... Tiny, when chip and tiny was doing their thing the internet yeah, was yeah, going yeah. absolutely it's absolutely insane but I, the one thing that i sometimes do feel a little bit uncomfortable with is like when there are personal elements to it do you know what i mean like sometimes when it's when there's just a lot more than just when the entertainment stuff, and yeah, stuff then i don't the scenes, then yeah. i don't I, like i might sit here and discuss it and talk about it and it's all fun and that but in my heart and soul i don't like to I want to know that this is from a competitive nature and a competitive nature only and i'm in do you know what i mean yeah. if there's anything more than that then i feel like there's conversations that need to be had or just stay away from each other and it doesn't need to be anything that's just me though you know yeah i'd agree i'd agree with that i'd agree with that but yeah um you're still here bro i still see you with um jamal edwards and that as well yeah well jamal's yeah.
1: just like from the jump has been one of my best mates and i've i've I love him. I love his mum. His sister's wonderful. Like he's just, all, he's just always there for me. Mm. He's just, a, he's just a good, he's just a good bloke. Um, but man, I, I still see everyone. Yeah, I was it's gonna say, like, like, do you
0: still see? Do you still check for man? Like, do you still? I know you mentioned Devlin and that. Yeah, like, he was at your wedding and whatnot. But do you still? See I was him? meant, I
1: was meant to see Cyan last. It's like I was like supposed to go to her birthday and I had to ring her up to be Sign like Cyan Anderson yeah yeah but it was um, I got Covid basically oh. but like I'm still it's less and less now that I've got a kid because my nights off I would prefer to be dad at yeah. home putting my kid to bed and I do live like three three hours away but yeah I was definitely still checked and you for,
0: slept on her couch as well
1: yeah for weeks and weeks and weeks That's crazy. but nasty like I see I seen like yeah gigs gigs as well as someone who is uh I just, I really, really love that Blake. I can really you? Really have like
0: you that. seen what Giggs is doing right now? Oh uh, yeah, I saw yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Like he's like in a. I saw <laughs> a Yo. clip of him here. With maybe we can put this on the screen actually. Yeah, but him and they're taking a picture. Him and Jay Z, they're taking and a picture, and Jay is really chatting to him though. <laughs> yeah. He's not even like on a. Yo, let's just pose and do this. Like he wants
1: Jay's, to talk. But Jay, as a like Jay, knows about that. You would think that he because I I find do you know what pisses me off when I speak to Americans sometimes is they always go oh like man's not hot like that's like oh their, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah but yeah. that's dead but there's certain um, I remember being in the studio with uh, the game and Stat Quo and Stat is the guy whose beat it was talking the hardest I think I think it was his, his beat and he was going on and on and on it's like 2014 he really really knew his stuff about gigs and and um, yeah, that certain people like what the Take Me Back to London tune that was meant to be um, Stormzy and, and Jay-Z that, that was Jay-Z's suggestion was, was Stormzy wow. when we were going back it took like I'd spoken to Jay-Z for like maybe like three or four years about doing a tune he was meant to be on uh, Shape of You originally Oh I said, really? I said, yeah, I sent him, sent, him, uh, sent him Shape of You and he d- But you don't, You never have collaborations on albums and stuff like no, that No, I know but that would have been one where you kind of You was going to break that? Yeah You was going to break that whole tradition? For Jay-Z? Oh, for Jay, yeah, fair. Oh, yeah, fair. I mean, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah still. Um, so, so so, anyway, we, we, we had this tune, and Stormzy was going to do his verse, and Jay was going to do their verse, and then I found out we were all going to be in uh, South Africa at the same time, and I was like, now that's a moment. That's a, let me get let me get us all in the studio together. So we built a studio in the hotel that, that Jay uh, J and B were staying, and um, Mike, Mike comes down, and, and, J, and Jay's there, and they both start writing, and I see Jay doing his like that yeah he and doesn't write i kind of, he doesn't I'm kind of yeah, and yeah. I'm with Fred the producer I'm like oh, this is fucking cool. crazy and then Jay just looked at Stormzy and was like um, what do you think of the tune and Mike is a totally honest bloke I mean you can't he he is he says how he feels and he was just like I think if we're gonna do a song it's not this one and then they had this um, you can come in then they had this uh, you can come in you can come in um, so uh he basically says, "What do you, um, what do you think about the song?" And Mike says, "I think if we were going to do a tune, it, it isn't this one." And then they just start having this conversation, and I'm kind of sat sat here like like this and just staying out because it it's a real moment happening. And they start talking about London, what it is to be a black man in in London, Glastonbury, the cultural uh, phenomenon of playing Glastonbury, and Jay Z's talking about. And I'm just kind of sitting there taking it in. And uh, I said to Fred, the producer, afterwards, I was like, "All of the, all of that was worth it, just for that conversation and that and that moment." And I walked away from the situation not having the tune with the both of them. Mm. But then, he mm. still wanted to do the song, so we ended up recording the song the next day. But uh, the moment I think was more important than the song. Does that right, make sense? One hundred percent. And and also, I st- I think the having having Jay Z kind of be like, man, that's. Not happened to me before. That's that, that that was cool. And really respecting Mike's yeah, integrity. Yeah. And then we went we went uh there's like a few parties in a row after then that we went to and we all hung out together. And um yeah, just there was just like a real love and respect between the two of them. Definitely. And you know what? I feel
0: like them two even in particular, like having a conversation on the depths of like who they are as black men, yeah, and you know having a deep conversation about that but from two different realities is really important and i think that that must have been really comforting not even just for stormzy but also for jay because there are certain certain elements of struggles they're different but there's certain things that they will have a a super common ground with and for them to sit and have a conversation about that away from the music is more important than the music i think because it's it's yeah, I just think it's way more important than music. And even if they even if they sat and never made a tune together or anything like that, that moment there I feel would probably be more important
1: for them than anything. You know? And also, I think had I just sent the files to each of them individually, the song that doesn't happen. The song would have happened, yeah. but then that that moment sort doesn't of ceased happen. to exist, and the song ends up just being a thing. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, and, and 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 actually, I think the outcome of the song. Then doing, uh, you know, uh, getting H on it and getting JK on it and having Stormzy and doing it as a kind of UK moment made way more sense. And I do look back at it in hindsight and go, yeah, that, that probably <laughs> happened for, for a reason. In the moment, though, you're there being like, man, this is, <laughs> yeah, this is crazy. <laughs> this is not what, what,
0: like, what moment like, from early on, yeah, when being around some of the Mandem and that, like, do you hold close to your heart? Like, have you had a a time or a period early on where being around whoever it may be, where it could have been a studio session, it could have been a a moment that you've had, have
1: you got something that, like... Javel Walker, who uh, used to go under the name Random Impulse, you know, the right... Yeah, of course. So, my darkest moment of my career was I... So, I used to live at Javel's, he used to... He lived at his mum's in... Finsbury Park, and that Finsbury Park was the first place I lived, and he like lived stone, stones throw away So when I ceased living at one place, I just moved in at his. Same time I was living at Science and stuff. I actually, he actually took me to the Sunday Show that one time. Oh man! So um, uh, and I'm godfather to his wonderful little girl. And uh, but the story around this, and actually, it kind of goes into me being godfather and stuff. But I was, I was on a roll, and um, I was playing bigger and bigger and bigger gigs. And I played um, Cargo, East London. I sold it out. And I played Cargo, three hundred people. I don't know, maybe maybe five hundred. But anyway, I sold out, all ticketed. But it was one of these events where like the promoter takes most of the money. You know, well, you kind yeah, of get yeah, if you yeah. get over a certain amount, you get. So anyway, I was in the bar with my dad afterwards, celebrating sold out gig, and he said, "Do you want to come come back home? I'm driving back to Suffolk." And I was like, "No, no, I'll, I'll like I'll like hang around." And um Anyway, the place shut down, and then I was standing outside, everyone had gone, and I was like, I've just played a sold-out show, I have no money in my pocket, my phone's dead, (laughs) I have nowhere to stay, and I'm like, and this is meant to be my career going well, and I remember I walked from Cargo to Finsbury Park, because the only person I knew that would be awake was Javel, because he works at, at night, and I had no way of ringing anyone, being like, can I crash somewhere? And I remember I, was, I cried, I cried on the walk. And I was just like, how is my career going well? And I said, I've got nowhere to live. I've got no money. I can't even fucking charge my phone. Like, what, what's going on? And I remember getting to his house uh, probably about 4.30. It was a long walk coming in sitting breaking like properly breaking down being like I can't do this anymore I've been like on the scene for like four years now just slogging and slogging gigs and gigs and gigs and like no label wants to sign me no one's fucking interested I'm playing sold out shows but I'm still not even fucking getting paid for them I've got nowhere to live and he showed me a picture of the scan of his baby and he went but look at this man this is like this 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 will cheer you up and then instantly it all fucking left and I was like oh my god man this is the best fucking news." Cheered me up that night. The next day, like went in, went in with like a different attitude to things. And about three weeks later is when collaborations came out, and my whole life changed. everything changed. Yeah, and that, and that, like when they say it's darkest before the dawn, it doesn't actually sound as dark as it was at at the time because I'm just saying like I felt like it it was over, but I literally was going to give up music that night. Really, go to university, get a normal job, and just yeah, and yeah. that was like in terms of like I have. When you say, when you say the, I feel weird saying the man then, but when, when you say, when you say like, he's a, such an important figure in my life. Cyan is an important figure. Right. Jamal is an important figure. Big Nasty is an important figure. Stormzy as a, like, as a, when people say no friends in the industry, like, You can't tr- relate to that. No, but I truly do believe it because I know lots of people in the, 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 the industry and I enjoy hanging out with everyone. But in terms of people that actually root for me, and want me to win because I know so many artists that whenever I win go Phew. yeah I obviously and again yeah and actually actively want me to fail people yes. that I but they would never tell me this but I just know I just know and I, I, I know and I hang around with people and I hear things and blah 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 he is the most good hearted uh, successful person that I know that genuinely is overjoyed for my success right, and sent right. me an email this week about how he felt about the album, which songs he liked, and and he probably thinks that everyone 's doing that, but no one does that no, right. one, no everyone just assumes that everyone 's doing that, so no one actually tells me a project's good, and I, it gets savaged in the press because everyone 's already made up their mind and <laughs> mu- like music critics fucking hate me when when, when, do they? when when my albums come out, it is basically the Olympics of insults <laughs> that they can throw, like who can do the best put down and so his email is him, Fraser T. Smith, and Dave and Elton John all sent emails this week in depth about the album what they liked about the songs dave rung me like dave like rung me to speak about joker and the queen and what that song was and blah 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 blah, blah. and like those that i can't take that for granted in in the industry because i don't actually have many friends in like friends who are like famous musicians i have lots of acquaintances and lots of people that i like hanging out with but in terms of like actually like i would class stormzy as a brother right, like, he, right, is, right. he is he's someone that outside of music like we've enjoyed lots of success together we've had we've had hit singles but we i will just go around his house sometimes knock on the door actually just I, one time i just literally just turned up and he he wasn't there and i turned what, up see, with, the see, but
0: wait let's be clear here now the yards that man and them are living in now you can't just—it's not just a number sixty-five. I'm sure there's a big fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You
1: understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but big drive-through. No, but no, but like I'll turn, I'll turn, turn up, and oh man, I can't. Like I just love him. I just love yeah, him, yeah. and uh, y- yeah. The he came, last time I saw him he came around mine but the last time I went around his we just, he just two bottles of Hennessy he puts them down nice. and they get some apple juice and some ice and then we just sit and we just talk right just a proper reason and, yeah and ju- I just yeah there's not not many n- Nasty's like that as well Nasty's someone who you know he's like largely he's got a great sense of humour but he's a deep he's a yeah, deep yeah, guy proper. he's a deep thinker yeah, 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 yeah. A deep deep Do you deep know deep you chats. see with
0: see with Big Nasty in that as well yeah he always drops the nuggets of deepness sometimes because people are just because he's known to be funny sometimes people just wait for the joke or even if he's saying something that yeah. is very deep they take that as a joke because of his delivery or whatever yeah. but when you go over some of the things that he says the things that he stands for the things that he you know just uh, the, the things that he um, that are important to him they're all there they're even they're, they're they're in the mix of the joke well, it's the oh, but they're it's also, the pain he's got the base it's like medicine and candy as well isn't it the way that it's delivered like he gives it to you sometimes in a funny way but more time like nah he's actually when you listen to him he's saying some shit man yeah I mean he's a
1: yeah he he's another one that's just like a really really good good heart but yeah man I am um, yeah I feel I feel indebted to the scene and I never ever want to break apart now, I was going to say
0: like UK black music and cultures has inspired you in some way shape or form right hmm. even if it's not necessarily so much in the the sonics of way it is that you're you might play or make at certain points
1: it's the environment right I feel accepted I feel ac- accepted I feel I, as I said as I said I feel like it's the the only music community that roots for me the only the only I I feel like my own section that I'm meant to be part of don't like me and Mm. they don't and they don't rate my music and you know it's quite it's quite it's quite telling that Dave and Stormzy are both emailing me saying that they like my album but none of my pop peers are you know that's that's quite telling that's crazy to me do you know have you ever thought about how much reggae music
0: has been um Inspired by you as well yeah. and you've been, like, I've done a
1: song I've done a song with them. With who? The Shona
0: I saw that you talked about it Actually just yeah. recently Yeah where I was like so you, I was we, so glad That you actually Had seen this Because do you know How many reggae remixes
1: There are Have of your you heard, shit have you heard the uh, When your man Fucking Yeah, man, I yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Baby I Will be fucking you Till you're in ecstasy <laughs> you know me love when you push it in damn you have the best pussy hey listen <laughs> you know me like the fuck in spontaneous ways <laughs> you That's never true. get a fuck like this from your man <laughs> hey let me
0: tell you something oh, yeah I think Christopher Martin in particular has maybe done about seven of different renditions of your tune and I'm like you know what at some point I wouldn't even mind seeing a young Ed with a Christopher um not that Christopher, the Jamaican one.
1: Yeah, yeah. or even a young Dexter Daps. I mean, that's a quite. Well, interesting Sean one. has got me um, singing Passoir with her. Obviously. Is it? Yeah. Because I was like, I don't know, and she was like, Trust me, Kingston slang. They're gonna fucking love it. And <laughs> so she's she's got me. Yeah, she's got me singing. I'm actually going to record my bits after this. That's what they're hurrying me up. For, oh, I've got okay. To go. Right, I'm doing. Um, I've got yeah, I've got like a feature list of. Uh, I'm doing the Fumes verse today actually, and um, uh, uh, yeah, Young Ads as well. I'm doing something for him. Oh man. Yeah. I oh, sick. Well listen,
0: thanks for coming. I just want to end this by saying, with all that is said, don't you be fucking coming in our culture, all right, and taking <laughs> our bits and pieces, you fucking <laughs> Now you are accepted man and we do appreciate you and I think as well like your journey has been a very, very, very interesting one. And like to me to me it seemed very pure and organic do you oh, know what i mean you. i know about the relationship and man I, I listen
1: have, i do i do listen to your podcast and that yeah. is like i know that everyone that's on your podcast might not agree with you about that with uh, about me but i do know yeah. that that's what you think yeah and, yeah because like, yeah. the thing the thing is is that this comes from me
0: seeing and knowing things like personally and privately my the, the platform that i have is i can't always come here and say oh look i heard this guy I saw xy cuz That's where it gets into the chatty patty. Like, I always have to come here more as a fan and neutral and discuss stuff. Do you know how much times that there's then we might be even having a conversation about something and I know the actual fact because I was privy to the but I can't do that or I was there or I was privately at this wedding or I was at this and like I don't take my phone out and do all this type of stuff once
1: once the mics are off I want to ask you a question
0: yeah so like you know I see things I know stuff and whatever and I I do believe that the conversation is is a conversation to be had though because sometimes people do come Within the within our culture, and they take away from it, and there's no hummus at all.
1: And, and and I can I can also hold my hands up and see that me taking two years off and not doing anything, and then coming back and doing what you know a song with Stormzy, uh, J.K. and H, and not doing anything in those two years, I can see why that looks like that. But I just didn't do anything in those two years. It wasn't I was saying no to one rapper and yes to I was just not doing doing anything. So I can see yeah to some, people, the, they will, to some people they will look and say right it's just trying to be cool again or it's just trying to be amongst the man back. let me tell you I've never been cool and I <laughs> yes. never will be cool again <laughs> no, no, no cool. but I never, make, I never I never have been like I, I always I just, I just make music that I, I wrote a song that Westlife sing now that is number three in the iTunes chart that wow. they sung at Pride of Britain Awards and now I'm going off to do a song for young, young ads I love straddling both worlds it's right. what's, what's, what's exciting but I'm not cool ah i'm not <laughs> i hear that and i love that cool yeah yeah okay all yeah, yeah.
0: right yeah we we have to go but right. ed bro I, I appreciate you coming down thank you it was great and um yeah man good luck with everything Thank and you. and i'm sure we'll do a part two at some point so. yeah 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 like oh sorry one thing just one thing we always end it on this yeah oh yeah what is one thing that everyone needs to know about you can't say an album though so i always ask people it could be anything it could be a it could be an instagram post it could be a uh it could be anything it could be something that you watched it could be a book you read it could be that, mate, there's a anything. tv
1: show and man i gave these dvds to dave and he still hasn't fucking watched it it's called love hate and it's an irish gangland tv show yeah. it's like the wire but it's irish and it's all like travellers ira the fucking it's fucking amazing uh, their last episode had a million viewers in Ireland, which is like one in three people watched it, and it just hasn't really travelled outside of Ireland. But it's called okay. Love, Love, Hate. I think it's on. I think it's on Amazon. But it is, it's kind of low budget for the first three or four episodes, and then they get the budget for the second season, and okay. it is fucking great. Same. So that that I would say, and you're probably not going to watch it. Dave still. No I, it. I gave him no, I probably no,
0: will. You never know. I probably will. You never know.
1: It's. I message you. It's really good. It's really good.
0: Anyway, love for coming through my bro, Um, thanks everyone, nice. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365 day returns. Hey
1: folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues